What's up, everybody, and welcome to Authentically Imperfect, where we talk about the fact that you don't have to have it all together to authentically fulfill your calling and purpose. My name is Nikasia, and I am your host for this podcast. So this is my first time ever doing a podcast. So this is episode one, season one, where we're going to talk about what it means to surrender. (laughs) Surrender sometimes it's a cuss word for me. I'm not going to lie. I have had my moments where I have been afraid to surrender. I have been not in a place of vulnerability where I'm quite able to fully surrender into who I am authentically, right? So this year, the year 2022 has really been a journey for me learning how to release control and completely surrender to God, completely surrender to who I am supposed to be, embrace who I am supposed to be. So I love, there are two definitions that I found that I really love about surrender. So one is a verb, which says to yield to the power, control, or possession of another upon compulsion or demand. And the other one is a noun, and it says the act of yielding one's person or giving up the possession of something, especially into the power of another. And so for me, as I've been walking through this journey, I've really been surrendering and releasing control first to God and then into, like I said, who I'm supposed to be, embracing my identity, surrendering different parts of myself, um, surrendering triggers, <laughs> which we'll talk about in a little bit later on, Um but really just learning how to let go and, and come into this authentic form of who I am and who I'm supposed to be. So surrender for me over the last several years has been quite interesting. I think there are moments where we learn how to say yes and we're just we just walk through and we go through a journey. Um, But for me, it's really been a very specific process. So this past year, one of the things I said yes to, I surrendered finally into, was the process of going to therapy (laughs) and working on my mental health and really working on um, becoming a better version of me, right? And, And not just for me, but the generations that will be affected because of the fact that I decided and I made a conscious decision to really surrender everything. So surrender for me, it's really been a process. It's been a journey and it's not been easy. My process has been walking through, like I said, therapy, walking through deliverance sessions. I'm going to talk about my process in deliverance and what that has looked like a little bit later on in the season. Um, But this season of surrender has really just been giving God my yes. And so going back to going to therapy, that was something that I didn't have the courage to do in the past. And because as my therapist likes to say, I'm a recovering perfectionist, right? So because I had this moment where I felt like I had to have it all together. Therapy seemed like something that was attacking the vulnerability within me, attacking the mistakes that I've made, attacking the guilt that I felt, attacking um, the image that I wanted to portray to make it seem like I had it all together, but sis did not have it together at all, okay? Um, sis did not have it together and that's okay. I think one of the things that I've learned as a recovering perfectionist is that you are not the summation of the mistakes you've made. You are literally the summation of everything that is good, the mistakes you've made and the grace that God imparts into you to walk out your journey, your process who you're supposed to be. And so surrendering myself into this process of going to therapy really allowed me to start unpacking, unpacking um, emotions, unpacking trauma, unpacking 
pain unpacking. Um, I think about the scripture, I believe it's in the book of Matthew, but I think about where we are, um, we are compared to soil, right? The condition of our heart is compared to the soil. And I realized that I was the compacted soil. (laughs) I had so much stuff rooted deeply inside of me and God really confronted me. And he was like, look, it is time for you to step into whom I'm calling you to be because there are people who need your yes. There are people who need your surrender. You need your surrender. And so I was like, um, you know, when we have those moments when we want to delegate the assignment and God is like, no, he literally spoke to me and said, I will not allow you to delegate this assignment. It's yours. I made it for you. There's only one Natasha. So go ahead and surrender. (laughs) And he surely put me in the place to do it. And so as I have been on this journey of unpacking and really, um, really coming into the solitude right? The solitude of what it means to be in the therapeutic journey and in the therapeutic process. And what I mean by that is I literally had spoken to my therapist one day and I cried and I said to her, I was like, do you know, I have never heard silence in my brain before this. I've never heard my mind be still and be quiet. She was like, that is amazing. And I was so thankful for the solitude, right? Because oftentimes when we're afraid to just go ahead and yield because we don't know what's on the other side. And for someone who doesn't like to always fully release control, like it has to be kind of, I don't want to say pride. I've gotten a lot better, but God has a way that he deals with me in allowing me to just little by little surrender that control to him. But literally, like, I think in moments where we're afraid to surrender, <laughs> and we're just like, this is scary. And we don't know what's on the other side of it. And that can be triggering, Right. But on the other side of it, there's solitude. There is a testing that we have to go through. We're going to go through tests, like scripture tells us. Like Paul said, I basically am joyful. I'm paraphrasing, but I'm joyful in the fact that I am suffering because I know that my brothers and sisters all around the world are basically going through the same thing. But there is a solitude on the other side of surrender. And so that's what I was able to get to, or that's what I'm able to get to and be rested in and be seated in the fact that I'm on the other side of this now, (laughs) right? I'm walking it out and I'm learning because I went ahead and I said the initial yes to surrender to do the work. And then I started doing the work. And then as I've been doing the work, surrender to other things has been easier. Surrendering to do this podcast, easier. (laughs) Um, Didn't think I would get here. To be honest, I was afraid to use my voice. I was afraid to speak. I was afraid to literally open up my mouth. Now, people who know me are like, Natasha, you talk all the time. But I was afraid to say or do something that was in alignment with who I truly am, not with others' expectation or reality of who they think I should be. And so that's very exciting for me because I'm here and I will talk more about this journey, but I'm here And I'm so excited to be sharing with you all just my heart, um, what God has laid on my heart. This show is going to go in a lot of different directions. Very excited to see where it's going to go. And it is a little emotional because really I did not think I would be here in this very moment. So it's exciting. Uh, just it's exciting and I'm excited to journey with you all. I'm excited to hear from you all about how this podcast has 
just really changed or influenced or made you think in a different way, um, redirected um, a thought process, a thought pattern for you, definitely reach out, give me your feedback. I would love to hear back from you. But okay, so going back to surrender. I even, one of the things that came up for me too, when I was thinking about, okay, how am I going to journey through this, right? Like we can talk about surrender and look at it from a definitive, like the definition level of surrender. And then we can also look at it from the life perspective, because I know I'm practical in a lot of ways. I like to be practical, right? And so I want to give you some practicality, and I also want to give you some of my story and my truth. And we'll find most of the episodes will tend to do this. So for me, um, one thing that really came up was, why did my surrender seem to not be enough for me? Right. And I think about different stages in my life where the perfectionist side of me had come in and said, you're not surrendered enough. So and so seems more surrendered to their process than you do. And then there came in this envy, this comparison, this guilt and condemnation and shame. And what I realized is, one, anyone who operates in a perfectionist tendency it is a defense mechanism. It tends to be rooted in fear, right? And it tends to be rooted in trauma. And both of those were present. Both of those I had to walk through deliverance for. Both of those I am still walking through deliverance for and allowing my thought process to be renewed, allowing my mind to be renewed and changed and evolved. But going back to like this moment where I felt like my surrender didn't seem to be enough for me and I'm putting it into the context of this year, I think there were people that I saw that I love and I honor and I look up to and I saw them and I found myself kind of in a moment where I was like, wait a minute, Um, I got to do more. (laughs) because that's the thing, right? For perfectionists tend to do, not be. And God really stripped me to the core and was like, I don't need you to do, I need you to be. And that right there allowed me to begin the process to come out of agreement and covenant with those thoughts of comparison, comparison of my process, comparison of me saying yes to God, because how he tells us to say yes to him, totally different from person to person. Okay. Like (laughs) totally different. It is not the same from person to person. There may be commonalities in our stories, but our processes for surrendering totally different. And so he had to remind me of that. Your process is unique to Natasha. And you are in my perfect will and you are surrendered. Even when you may not think that you are because you're not at a quote unquote place in your life where you feel that you um, should be, you're still surrendered and you're still in my perfect will. And so I was like, oh, okay, all right. Now I can start to sit in the seat of what it means to be a daughter, right? And what it means to allow the father to come and confront all of those places where my heart was compacted and I needed to be surrendered again and again and again. And I've really needed that time and those moments with him as Abba. I needed those moments with him as Abba to really allow him in and allow him to break those things out of me. 
so that I could hear instruction for the next thing he wanted me to do. And then I could act from a place of the wisdom that he put inside of me and from clarity and from humility. Because oftentimes too, he won't give us a thing until he knows, or let me not say a thing, he won't give us a set of instructions until he knows that we are humble and we are willing to surrender and submit to what he's telling us to do. And so therapy was the first step. (laughs) Therapy was definitely the first step because I needed to get all of that gunk and trauma out from when I was younger trauma that happened to me earlier this year. Um, I needed to get all of that out or he needed, quote unquote, he needed to get all of that out so that he could show me how he sees me. And then from there, I could become and be, just be. And sometimes we take that for granted, what it means to just be like I notice we struggle with being sometimes literally just being being still being quiet being humble being joyful that's another thing we'll talk about that my therapist and I talk about being surrendered sometimes we struggle with being And it's because there are things within us that are coming to the surface. So what does that mean? Oh, let me take it to the father. Let him deal with what he needs to deal with in me. And then surrender again and again. And so there are levels and layers to surrender. Levels and layers. (laughs) Many levels. It's like when you get, (laughs) when you think you get real good and you're in that level and you're like, all right, I'm submitted, I'm surrendered, I'm this. Then he's like, oh, here's another thing. And you're like, wait a minute. (laughs) I know, wait a minute. You, how are you going to bamboozle me like that? Because I definitely felt and feel like that sometimes. I'm like, sir, (laughs) can you let me be for a minute? And, but there's a beauty in that too, because he loves us so much that he allows us to get into the groove in our process, but he doesn't allow us to stay the same because the whole purpose for us is yes, to give him glory, but it's to be his reflection in the earth. And so he constantly went through evolution and growth and maturity and, and, the impartation of grace was upon him to do that. But he constantly grew. (laughs) And so I love, love, love that because it really helped me to, um, it really helped me to just be, be, just be, just be, knowing that he's going to get me to where I have to go. I just have to be. Okay. So therapy was the first step in my process of surrender. Um, The next step was going back to old instructions. (laughs) If you are watching, you see my facial expressions. So being surrendered to go back to old instructions. Let me fix my glasses real quick and drink my water. Being surrendered to go back to old instructions. (laughs) That is not easy, okay? Literally, I fought God for how many years? Two and a half, three years. I fought him. 
because I was afraid. I was so afraid. I was so afraid, um, not just of the opinions of people, but I was afraid of failure. And even a part of me was afraid of success. Okay. Mm. We'll touch on that. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't want to heed the old instructions because I didn't know the outcome either. And so it was like, well, if, why should I do this if I don't even know what the outcome is going to be? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's not supposed to, boo-boo. It's not supposed to make sense. And so I was like, okay, God, like, you got me out here taking me back to old prayer journals, taking me back to old notebooks. <laughs> oh, on April 5th, 2020, you wrote blah, 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 because I said da, 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 da. Why isn't it done yet? Well, this is me and God having a conversation. My response. Um, you know, that's a good question. <laughs> this is, we talk like this. I was like, this is a really good question. I, I'm afraid. Why are you afraid? What if? And was giving him all of these excuses and procrastinating over and over and over and over. I was procrastinating because I didn't want to do it. And it's not that like, I didn't want to do it because I didn't think like, honestly, I didn't want to do it. Let me rephrase that. I didn't want to do it because I didn't think that I could be good or that what I was doing was enough. And so God confronts me again. Hey, why didn't you do what I told you to do? I don't have the resources. What did God do? Gave me a literal apartment <laughs> because I said to God, well, <clears throat> Rolls eyes, bats hair a little bit. <laughs> uh, sir, I don't have the space to record a podcast. I don't have a space. Where am I going to do this? Provided a literal apartment for me to be able to do this, what I've been wanting to do. Wanting to do for a few years. Here I am. <laughs> I said, wow, you really have a sense of humor. <laughs> Hilarious. So I'm here. And the beautiful thing too, is that even when we may not follow the instruction when he wants us to, he knows how to bring it back around at a time when we can handle it. At a time when we're ready to move on it. And even if we're not, and an element of that is faith. But I realize sometimes showing up for yourself, not for, let's forget about others in the room, but sometimes even showing up for yourself, there is a myriad of thoughts that you have to get through sometimes just to be able to get to this place. Okay, let me tell you something. Me, I had to literally go through so many different thoughts and literally cast them down just for me to be able to sit here and do this first episode. And I started and I stopped. But the difference is because surrendered to the podcast surrender to therapy, surrender to her process, I'm going to finish, right? Because even we can start and stop. You know how I said there are levels to surrender? 
we can start and stop (laughs) and still be surrendered in a way. But the goal is to finish. And so God has a very funny sense of humor. And here we are. (laughs) And so surrender for me now. And this journey, um, going back to, so, okay, let's recap. We said step one was for me to surrender to the process of therapy. Step two is to go back to old instruction. And step three is to walk it out. Walk it out. I like that song. Walk it out. What's that? Walk it out. All right. (laughs) I'm back. So, okay. Also, side note real quick. I am holy and a little ratchet. All right, we'll have fun. So walking it out, walking out my process, what it means, what it's looking like now. It is trusting and believing that no matter what, he has my back and he will never fail me. Even in moments where the thoughts might come up, like, how is this going? How is this way going to be made? How is this provision going to come into fruition? He said he would do it. He wouldn't bring me this far. Like Mary Mary said, and I don't believe he brought me this far to leave me. Okay. Like he didn't bring us this far to leave us. He doesn't. That's just not his nature. It's not his character. He is alpha and omega beginning and end. Okay. Yes, he is the God of the middle. And scripture also refers to him as Alpha and Omega. So he finishes things. And what I learned is oftentimes he speaks to us from the end of a thing. (laughs) Fun fact. He speaks to us from the end of things because he has to take us through a journey to get there. And so for me, it's trusting him. It's even not running from my emotional state. Hmm. Let's sit there for a minute. I feel like oftentimes, and excuse my horrendous nails, I'm going to get them done. (laughs) Um, But oftentimes, I feel that when um, when we walk through certain processes, or not even just walk through certain processes, but media, there we go. Media and other things tell us that you can't be emotional. Let me drink my water. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Okay. We are allowed to be emotional. (laughs) We are allowed to have emotions and we are allowed to embrace them. If Christ had emotions and walked through varying degrees of emotional states and being, who are we? Because last time I checked, we are the Father's creation and we're really not like, we're important, but we're not that important. So... Who were we to say that we're not allowed to embrace our emotions? I'm learning not to run from them, but to surrender them to him. There's another level of surrender. Surrendering the emotion, like being like, okay, God, I am terrified right now. And even sometimes when I can't activate the scripture that I need to, I'm just like, I give it to you anyways. I don't have the scripture right now because I'm having a freak out. I'm having a panic attack. I don't know. I'm just going to surrender this to you. And he always, always replaces it with his peace. Always. Like, always. So, surrendering emotional state and being that's another thing, right? Giving him 
our emotions. Yeah. Um, embracing our emotions. I don't run from them anymore. I literally say, God, I'm feeling rejected today. I'm feeling lonely. And then if he sends me into community, because you need community, whoever said you don't lie to your face. Even Jesus had community for my religious people. Jesus had community too. Okay. At me. So <laughs> we need community. And if he sends me into community, okay. And if he says, come and sit with me, come and sup, come and sup with me. Oh man. <laughs> I'm getting emotional, but come and sup with me. Come and sit with me. I do that. So don't run from your emotions, embrace them. Right. Um, how else I walk through my process now is being yielded to his instruction and surrendering the timeline. <laughs> so timelines and calendars, right? Talking about timelines and calendars. <laughs> I'm chuckling because you were talking to someone who was obsessed with timeline and calendar and a lot of things, so many things, so many things. One particular thing, marriage. <laughs> How many of us women, let's be honest, brothers, y'all, some of you, some of you, I have met men. Yeah, I've met men that are like obsessed with the marriage calendar too. So let me not say it's just women. It's both. But how many of us have had this idea or this thought that, oh, I'm gonna be married by this time. Hey, you know, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that. And here's the funny thing about me. It went both ways for me. I did not wanna get married <laughs> ever in my life. I was like, um, now I'm good. I literally told God, I think I was in college. I literally told God, hey, boo-boo, here's how this is going to work. I'm not going to get married because I don't want to. And when I'm about 30, 32, I'm going to go to the sperm bank or I'm going to have one of my really good male friends who may not like who, I'm going to be honest, who might want to bang a little bit on the side because we weren't fully delivered yet. Amen. Another topic for another day, but we're going to keep it real. <laughs> who might want to do that fun stuff on the side and would be willing and or, and or would be willing to contribute his seed for me to have a baby. But I don't want to marry him. I don't want to marry him. I just, I just want the baby and I'll raise the baby and we can healthily co-parent a baby. That was literally something I had to break covenant with, right? I had to break covenant with that ideology and that thought process because that's not what God had for me. And he spoke to me and he said, when I was in college, you will be married. I just told you I don't want to be married. Surrender. What you <laughs> I twitching and everything. Just said, I don't want to be married. I just gave you my idea of what I wanted. And so he had to take me through a process where I had to break covenant agreement with that. I had to be like, okay, I come out of agreement with that thought because that's obviously not what you have for me. <laughs> And then the funny thing and the beautiful thing is that he would have people come up to me and be like, are you married? Are you a mom? Are, you're going to be married and you're going to be a mom. And I was like, I, I, um, my eye was twitching. <laughs> but 
after a while, I was like, you know what? I receive. Okay. All right, God. I hear you. Um, and the beautiful thing too, it's like, I also went through a season where I was mega obsessed with the when, because I was like, um, I know you say you have it for me, but like when, 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 sometimes God gets annoyed with our when. I just want you to know that. Okay. Like sometimes he really gets annoyed with our when he's like, girl, if you don't chill out, but here's the thing. I literally stopped my life for a season because I thought that he wanted to bring it into my life then. And that's not the case. So side note, don't stop your life while you're waiting on the person God has for you. Live. That was my word. Live. Be. Excuse me. Become. Surrender. So... I had to literally be like, okay, I'm going to go live. And I am living and I am loving it. And I finally surrendered into being single. I'm telling you, my single friends, it is not a curse. <laughs> Because people want to make it seem like it's a curse. It's not a curse. It's not. It really is a blessing. And I learned to sit in the place of gratitude. Because truthfully speaking, when it is my time for that, I honestly believe that my marriage will be better off for it. Because Natasha knows how to be her own individual self without a spouse, without a husband. She is who she is. She is embracing her identity and who God is calling her to be. I don't need to hang up under you. <laughs> Go be who God called you to be. I will be who God called me to be. Two holes. Not two halves. Two holes. That's really been my philosophy for that. And I'm touching upon it because I feel like Oftentimes, that's one of the biggest things that we as individuals can struggle with surrendering to, surrendering to singleness, surrendering to um, a season of solitude. Oh, mm -hmm. surrendering to a season of solitude, surrendering to it just being you and God. And I'm telling you, I am grateful <laughs> There is such a joy and a happiness that I have walked into because I surrendered to it. I surrendered to what it means to it just being me and God. It's fun out here, okay? Go have you some fun. Go live. The Lord knows when to bring that person into your life. I'm telling you, he does not fail. He doesn't lie. He doesn't fail. So I really experienced it on both sides of the coin. And yes, this all happened in this year. So really what I'm recounting are a lot of moments that I had throughout this year where I had to like just surrender different things, like surrendering the calendar, the timeline. Another thing, surrendering my academic and career endeavors. <laughs> Let me take another drink of water. Surrendering my calendar to my academic and career endeavors. So, backstory. I am a scientist. I'm a neuroscientist. Um, I graduated college in three years by the grace of God. And that's a whole story. That's a whole journey. What I will say about it is that that was a level of surrender because I was freaking out. I felt like I had to graduate. I'm not going to lie. Um, it was 
not on my roster. To be honest, I just really felt like I had to graduate. I was like, I got to graduate now. I don't know why. I just need to do it now. And so I had to walk through a process of surrender. And your girl got her neuroscience degree in three years, by the grace of God. Um, Here's the kicker. I planned to go straight into law school after that but then a month after graduation your girl had a panic attack and then about four months your girl had another panic attack as an educator I'll talk about that later um and I struggled. Well, I was I studied for my LSATs. I got a really high score on the practice test. I was like, I can do this. High enough where I was like, oh, maybe I could hit an Ivy League. And I kept having these panic attacks. And a part of me felt like my dream was being crushed. Because why am I having these panic attacks? I'm going to tell you, you don't lose it. Other people lose it. This was literally my thought process. Other people lose it. Other people don't have it together. You hold it together, girl. Get it together. You got to go to law school. And if you don't do this thing now, look, you got to do it now. And so I lost hope on the dream as I kept having these panic attacks. And then earlier this year, God brought me through the process where he said, I'm going to send you because yes, you are an attorney. I spoke that to you. I spoke it to you directly and then other people confirmed it. But I need you to know why I'm going to send you. And it will come when I know you need to go. And so I had to surrender that. Having Natasha Martin Esquire. (laughs) I really wanted that Esquire behind my name. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. It was like, what? This is going to be a lawyer. And then even that, she's going to be an intellectual property attorney because she has a scientific background. Okay. Um, So I literally had to surrender that. I had to surrender everything about my career. Everything about my career, my career process, my career journey. Never in a million years did I think I would be a project manager. (laughs) Certified at that. Amen. (laughs) Um, Never did I think I would write grants for organizations and actually win grants. Never did I think I would be a CEO of two businesses and counting. Like, never. I never thought this stuff would happen. But I told God, yes. I literally said to God one day in the shower, God, I surrender my career, aspirations, goals, and journey to you. Guess what? I got an email stating that I did not get the job that I really, really wanted. Because it would put me one step closer to going to law school. And I got the rejection email. And I said, well, I guess faith without works is dead. (laughs) Because I knew that I was going to get this job. Now, here's the thing, following old instructions, 
Remember those businesses? You supposed to be getting out of that? Go back and do it. <laughs> Once again, I twitch. <laughs> God, are you serious? You want me to go and start these businesses now? Yes, I do. Once again, I will send you, but I need you to know why you want to go to law school. Okay, okay, nope, I guess we'll surrender. So surrendering my career goals and aspirations, surrendering my singleness and my desire, not just my desire for marriage, but my calendar timeline. Because side note, don't let anyone demonize you for having a desire. But also know that the love of the father is more than enough to fill every void. Because you want to be whole. We're, we're in a generation, we're in generations that want to do this thing differently. I, for one, am one who wants to do that differently. Which means be whole. Embrace who you are. Love who you are. Allow God to love every nook, crevice, and cranny of you. The good, the bad, the ugly, and the straight up ghetto and ratchet. Okay? <laughs> Let him love every part of you there. Um, surrendering my calling. What he's called me to. What it's going to look like. That part. Because, you know, we can hear God. And side note, for me, he don't be coming down from the cloud of Jubilee. <laughs> like, it's the still small voice. But he talks to me in ways that I know and understand him. If he comes to you, like in the Old Testament, like cloud, I think it was cloud by day, pillar of fire by night. Yes. If he comes to you like that, Amen. He comes to me in a way that I understand him. <laughs> but when he spoke to me and he said, these are the things I'm calling you to, I immediately had my own interpretation, right? And this is our human nature. So let me let me take a moment to not demonize that because this is our human nature. He knows that. <laughs> he just chuckles. But he knows that, nah, they're just being so-and-so. This is just Natasia. And yes, when I get her there, I'm going to do the work and unwind all of the thoughts that she ever had. And I'm going to wreck her whole interpretation of it. And I'm going to do it better. That's the part I love. He does it better. So much better. So much better. <laughs> he does it so much better than what we think it should be. Like, so much better. And so it is dope. And it is really cool to see him take me on this journey. And sometimes, it, I don't know, it's relieving to release control. It's not my burden to carry and to know everything. It is not your burden to carry and to know everything. Release. Little by little. Someone told me that. Shout out Mama Pamela. Little by little. Little by little. Release little by little. Do little by little, become little by little. He knows how to get you to where he needs you to go. I love the scripture that says, he that began, he that began a good work in you is faithful to perform it until the coming day of Christ. He knows how to get you to where you need to be. 
Just surrendering. Just surrender. Just give that little yes, like, okay, God. And that could look like, okay, God, I'm not going to continue to have a negative thought process about, I don't know, my voice and the way I sound. I surrender to you teaching me how to love my voice. I surrender to you teaching me how to love how I sound. Because that's a thing. That's a thing. Had to walk through it. It's a thing. Um, It's surrendering little by little. And allowing him to show me what this journey is going to look like. So, on that note, I am so excited for this journey. I'm so excited to journey with all of you. I am so excited for this podcast, what it's going to be, how it's going to look. I am so excited for continuing the journey of surrender. And... I'm so excited for this new beginning because in endings, when one thing ends, another thing begins. That's a beautiful process and it shows up in so many different ways, life cycles. When one thing dies, another thing is birthed. Think about it. When a plant dies, it creates rich soil for something else to grow in its place. So I'm excited for the imperfection to die. Yeah. Yeah. The perfection, excuse me, let's change that. I'm excited for the perfection, perfectionist to die. And for the imperfection, the authentic imperfection to live. So until next time, my name is Natasia and I'm so excited to be on this journey with you as your podcast host and we'll chat soon.